Welcome to Florida Health Radio, a podcast designed to connect you with the best healthcare providers in the Florida community, hear their stories, how they're helping their communities. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Florida Health Radio. This is Dr. Josh Simons. I'll be your host. I have an awesome guest with me today. Her name is Miss Brittany Cano. She is well, she has a lot of titles. She is a nurse, a personal trainer, a health coach, and a life coach. Did I pretty much get everything there? You got all, you got all my titles, yeah. I got all the titles. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I met Brittany probably like maybe two, three weeks ago, something like that, at a, at a networking event in, in Port St. Lucie. And she is doing a lot of awesome things for the community here. So when I started this podcast, I figured she would be an awesome guest. So Brittany, thank you for not only being a guest on here, but the inaugural guest. You're the, the first one that I've had on here. So thank you for oh. being on the show. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first. Yeah, you are the cool. first. One. Yeah. So I figure what we'll start with, just for those who don't know, why don't you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. Well, I'm Brittany Cano, and you heard my my titles. I've been a nurse for 12 years. Almost 13 coming up soon. It's crazy how, how time flies. Mostly worked in critical care. And then now when I do nursing, I work after surgery. So uh, post-anesthesia unit. But my main thing that I do is wellness. I'm really big into preventing people from ending up in the hospital. And not only that, really supporting people and optimizing their health, optimizing their overall well-being so that they can enjoy life and a life about supporting people and being a lifestyle, not just some, some fad diet. Right. Okay. Are, so, am I freezing or no? Uh, oh yeah. So there's like a, yeah, people will have to bear with us a little bit. There's a little bit of a, a connection glitch, but yeah, I caught all of that. Um, so how did you go from, because nursing and personal training is not a combo that I see a lot, but I think it's like fascinating. So how did you go from um, deciding from being a nurse from, you know, for you said 12, almost 13 years to, to deciding to delve into personal training? I remember specifically when I decided, okay, I'm going to do something preventative. And that was... I was working night shift and I had an ICU patient come down who had had a, who was in a code blue. If people don't know what that is, she, her heart stopped or her lung, her breathing went down. I can't remember which one it's been like four or five years ago. And I just remember seeing her and she was already in such a, a poor state of health. There really wasn't much that we were going to be able to do at that point. And she was young. She was like early sixties. And I really just made a commitment and I said, okay, I've got to do something to prevent people from ending up here because honestly, like at that point, there wasn't a whole lot that we could do because she, unfortunately, like that was about it for her, her life here. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And I always have 
wanted to be somebody who consistently exercised. Like I, I enjoyed it, but I couldn't really stick with it. So it was also like, okay, what can I do that helps people be healthier and also gets my butt to stay consistent <laughs> with exercising? And so I did my certification for that and health coaching at the same time and started teaching group fitness initially. And then everything just went from there. Okay. So part of this was actually like a, like a personal transformation then? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I got more, much more consistent with exercising as I had to show up for class at 6 a.m. and be there for other people. I came every time, you know, I showed up every time where if I put myself 6 a.m., it didn't happen, you know, and it might not have happened at all that day. <laughs> yeah. So that was but definitely practicing yeah. what you preach there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm right there with you guys. <laughs> exactly. And so t- talk to me about the difference between like a, a health coach and a life coach. Cause I get kind of the concept, but the specifics, I mean, maybe there's some overlap, but what are some of the differences between the two? There's definitely overlap. When it comes to life coaching, it's such a broad arena. You could be a business coach, a relationship coach. uh, I've even, like anything, right? With life coaching, there's life is all like there's so many areas of your life. Pick one and you could have a coach for it. And then with health coaching, it's just, it's narrowed into health. But even within the arena of health, there's so many things. You might have somebody who specializes in gut health and mindset within that. So there is a lot of overlap, but... Obviously, with like the health coaching, I'm more focused on people's nutrition and healthy habits and like positive psychology kind of stuff with that. But that's also overlaps like the positive psychology part, you know, how you treat your mind also overlaps with a lot of life coaching, too. So they they overlap a lot. Yeah, definitely. Are they separate programs or do you integrate them together? It depends on the client. And honestly, like I'm working on mainstreaming everything because I tend to have like life coaching clients. I have health coaching clients, I have personal training, and then I have some people that fall into all three categories. So it really depends. I know other coaches who do specifically one thing. And then I have others that are like me and they have a variety of ways that they, that they offer their services. Yeah. I think that's neat that you attack it kind of from uh, different angles like that because people's health isn't just the physical. There's, there's more to it than that. And I think a lot of people can get stuck in a rut of just treating uh, or trying to fix just the physical. So the fact that you take into account those different factors, I think is... Um, I think that helps people in a pretty unique way. So that's awesome. And yeah, in the beginning, I would like write people these plans and just tell them like the exercises, they do these exercises, eat this food, like, you know, generally speaking. And it was just very like, I realized really quickly that that is not enough (laughs) to really have people be successful. Like you really have to really go in and see what's really going on underneath the surface and really also work on the inside if you're going to create, you know, lifelong changes takes a lot more than just reading a plan because, <laughs> you know, anybody can read the plan. Like what's it take to actually implement that plan? 
Absolutely. And so with that, is there a kind of a population that you more cater towards, like a specific population? I tend to work with women, professional women mostly, who have been in the trend of taking care of everyone else and also caught up in work and really not made the time for themselves a lot of the time for a long time. And it's come to the point that they realize, okay, it's it's time for me to start taking care of myself. Sometimes it's gotten to the point that, okay, like there's consequences or they're right up against the cusp of, okay, I keep going on like this another six months, another year. Like I'm going to probably really be paying for this more than I already am. So that tends to be the, the group that I mostly work with. Okay. And how do you, do you, uh, do you mainly do in person or do you do online as well? What kind of platform do you, do you serve those people in? I did both, you know, initially because I was doing more nursing when I started my business, I did almost everything online besides the group classes. I did a lot of online programs, but now I feel like, I guess it's me as well. And, and people that I come into contact with, like I feel like people are craving human contact. So I do a lot more face to face now too. I still have some people that are, you know, they don't live in Florida. So we do virtual or we do phone. And if it's convenient, we'll do phone, you know, with local people, but a lot of face-to-face now. Okay. And then as far as, do you find people, uh, do you find people think that the the online is, is a pretty good medium because you you mentioned that they like the face-to-face, but do you think people kind of, uh, especially maybe for, for time purposes or whatever the reason may be, do you find that they're able to get pretty much, the same kind of value through online versus if you did face to face? I think so. I definitely, especially if you're doing it like this and you can see them and see their expression. And it's a lot of like where people are at. I think when people are ready and seriously de- devoted to whatever it is that they're doing, then they're going to make it work. If we're like <laughs> talking through a walkie talkie, trying to get it, you know, figured out, like if you're dedicated, I think, you know, you can figure it out through email if you really wanted to communicate that way if you're, if you're, if you're dedicated. So definitely, I think like this kind of communication works as well, really well. Definitely. And so when I, I was looking at your website and it looked like you had um, kind of multiple training programs. I, I don't know like how recent the website is, but you look like you kind of had like three different little categories. Could you expand upon um, kind of the different programs that you do have? Yeah, right now. And I'm actually in the process of revamping everything. I've started working with the new coach yesterday, officially. So the way and the website needs updated, but I work with people. I have a, like a 12 week life coaching program, which we go through areas of the life of, of people's life. And that's a one-on-one program. And then I also have a personal training fitness program where we also go through nutrition like the first half of it is diving into nutrition as well as mindset the first part of that program and then we roll into the the fitness part like I create a care plan so so to speak for them and then we implement the exercise too but the the upfront focus on that one is nutrition and mindset and they and they start doing exercises on their own like walking that kind of thing and then towards the end we really start to build in the exercise piece and I host retreats. <laughs> so that's another 
I said, and I host retreat. So that's another way that I work. Yeah, with I want to talk well, about retreat in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah I love that. I saw that. What do you What do you actually do with that? I well, this year was our first one. We already have one scheduled for next year, and people are already signed up, and oh, a couple more I think are coming too. I just spoke to yesterday, but uh, it's really it's awesome. It's so nice to get away and really focus on you. I mean, I know like on vacation, we enjoy ourselves, but I feel like on a retreat is very intentional and so much like wellness really is created. And it's a really nice time for people to not really have to be caught up in the doing and just enjoy themselves and also connect with themselves and with other people without the distractions and agenda. We had a really awesome time this year. It was amazing. It was like, it was, it was my first retreat. I was so happy. Like, Oh my God, this is everything I envisioned. It really was. And to see everybody's faces and just how they interact with each other and how they felt when they got home, you know, and like started implementing some of the things that they worked on. It's been really, it, it was awesome. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it sounds amazing. So walk me through like a little bit about what you would do like in a day okay. on one of those because right, so, I think it's really neat. So we go to this place in Costa Rica on the Pacific in Playa Hermosa and it's a, actually a yoga resort. And it's, I was so glad, like it, everything there, like they know what they're doing. They do this week after week after week and the, and the way they take care of us was awesome. Like everything, like they have a very, very good system there. So it's in an eco lodge, nestled in the jungle, and the ocean's about a mile away, so the Pacific. So it's cool because you're like, get the best of both worlds because you're not like directly under the sun, but they have bikes we could just take down to the beach. So we'd wake up in the morning, start the day off with meditation, working out. Then their meals were, every single meal was like spot on, delicious, mostly plant-based, like super healthy, but also really, really good. And they'd incorporate some fish and other things in there delicious, delicious, full spread breakfast. We'd have breakfast after we worked out, meditated. And depending on the day, some days we'd go out and do excursions. And I think we were like, we need to stay longer. There's so much to do. We'd go out and explore the area. Like one thing we did is we went hiking um, up these bridges that went over the, over the, like in the jungle and the mountains. And then we came out to a waterfall. That was one thing we did. Some people went zip lining surf lessons. There's a lot of different things to choose from. There's a whole lot to choose from. And then we also had a couple transformational inspiring workshops that we did too. So that really dove into like, what is it that you want with your life? And we practice mindfulness too. My husband and I um, are in the mindfulness-based stress reduction. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So so we, we incorporated that as well. And really just we all had such a good time like the group really because other people I hadn't actually met in person and you know like half the people I knew half the people I didn't really know so you never know how that could turn out but thank god everything turned like everybody really got along and made friendships and enjoyed the staff and just really had an awesome time like one morning we got up we rode bikes to the ocean and did like a meditation on the on the beach and it was so peaceful and fun. Like we just had a good time. We acted like kids. <laughs> we had a really yeah, it, it was really nice. And really taking that time to just be submerged in in, in your well being and taking care of your well being. 
I totally agree. Totally and that especially sounds, coming next year. Sign <laughs> me up. I mean, because that people, it's like a good break from, uh, I mean, I feel like it'd be an amazing break from the day to day because especially being in Costa Rica, I mean, here, obviously in America, most people are just staring at screens. They're in cities. There's really no real way to get serenity. There's noise everywhere. There's cars zipping by. Like, there's no real way to, to get mindfulness. Um, I feel, or maybe you can, but it's difficult. So do you feel like being in that setting just enhance that to the, to the next degree? It really did an energy there. I don't know. People are into like energy. How can I, I make this so that, you know, it's universal. People would understand the people there, the people of Costa Rica, especially on the Pacific coast are really happy. They're really happy with riding their bike or serving you breakfast or having a conversation over coffee with no agenda. They're happy to just be like, they have a phrase in Costa Rica called, Pura Vida, which means pure life. So everything is just like happy and they care about the environment and it's a really profound sense of just happiness and appreciation. So that alone, I feel like really gives people like a good sense of, of really just that they're safe, they're loved, they're in a good place. There's really like nothing that they have to do. One of the guys that came on the trip, he loves his job. And, and he told me like, it was like a, a, during our last workshop, he said, you know, the weirdest thing is, you know how much I love my job, but I haven't even thought about it when I'm here. I don't even know the last time that I haven't thought about my job all the time. And he's like, it's not bad because I love it, but it's nice to have that, that space to just be in the moment and not be 50 other places. Yeah. So yeah, oh definitely. What, what, make, what, what do you think makes them so intrinsically like happy and, and grateful. We have our friend who lives there. She's Costa Rican and she picks, picked us up from the airport and we like, we're asking her all these questions. I think we ask her every time we talk to her and she, she talked about the history of Costa Rica. Like Costa Rica doesn't have a military. They have no military. Uh, like she talked about different like laws that they have. So I think as a country, they have a lot of civil rights and for whatever reason, they're really proud of their ecosystem. Like they care about their trees. We did tree planting. That was another thing that we did. We planted trees along the coast, but they really are health, they're health conscious as well as environmentally conscious. Like the girl who took us surfing, she's like, please don't use a straw. You know, they, all these things, they really, I think, take ownership and, and relationships and ownership in the land and, I think that that has provided and simplicity, you know, there's, it's, I think they try to keep it simple, at least from my experience with, you know, majority of people there. And I think that creates happiness. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. yeah I mean, it sounds like they just spend a lot more time being uh, in the moment and with nature and yeah, that might sound cliche, but I mean, it does, I think personally, it, it helps to be kind of in that frame of mind, especially because of all the all the distractions that we have. It, it just, I don't know, it, it's it's very, it can be stressful to be in, in with all those distractions. You know what I mean? It can. I, 
I think we can definitely do it here in the United States. Like coming right. back was challenging for me mm-hmm. personally. I was like, oh, like let me be in the moment and not be like, oh, this is this this this. But it's definitely <laughs> much easier to go somewhere that's like already that is the culture, <laughs> and you don't have your your action items that you get to do and all of, all the responsibilities that you have when you're at home either. So that helps too, <laughs> to really allow yourself to be in the moment. I want to talk about mindfulness because it's a really big topic that gets, that word gets thrown around a lot, but I don't think some people really know what it means. Uh, can you kind of talk about what mindfulness is? Mindfulness is being aware being present in the moment and also and this is like can be the challenging part without judgment and labels and assessment and also a big component of mindfulness is compassion and, and how does one and get kind, to like love kindness so for example right now we can be mindful and what do you, i think it cut out uh, you're back. You're back. <laughs> oh, okay. I cut out. <laughs> yeah. So really being aware, for example, here's a good example. I went to breakfast with a friend this morning and she's telling me I'm not having gluten and I'm not having dairy. So she orders her breakfast burrito and I hear her say that. And then at the end of the meal, she says, Oh wow. I wasn't being mindful. This whole burrito wrap is glu- like, this is gluten. And so that made me realize I wasn't really being very mindful to what she ordered either, even though I heard it. If I was really being and connect with her and not also thinking about what things we're going to talk about during this meeting, what I'm doing next, what I was doing earlier, then I really would have been in sync to say, oh, but your burrito wrap has gluten. Maybe you want to get it without that. And <laughs> so it was really being in, in, present in the moment with a sense of really like you've never seen it before, which we can have all, you know, we have our thoughts and our beliefs and everything that we were conditioned to. So really to be in the experience. What are some steps that you take to like get that mindfulness? One that I do a lot and that I, I, I do with people is to, the breath, of course, like noticing your breath and really just, bringing yourself into the present moment and and really just keep going back to the breath and that space between the breath okay so just kind of focusing on on that and and from what i understand you're not necessarily trying to tune out things but that's kind of like your your focal point right yeah the breath can be used as a focal point Mindfulness, I love mindfulness because it's like a form of like living meditation. Right now I can be mindful and notice my feet on the floor, how my body feels. Also looking like there's so many things that I can tune into. Or I could totally ignore all of that and just be like talking to you, but also thinking about what I need to do next and not even aware that, I don't know. I have a hole in my pants or something like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> like random things right. that we're not aware of. So it's really allowing ourselves to be in the moment. And that really is where everything occurs. And, and I feel like that can really provide a sense of well-being. When they do like with mindfulness-based stress reduction, when people practice it for eight weeks, 
their brain changes because it is so beneficial to not be in the past or in the future and be in the moment. And I think with today's society, we're like a lot of other places other than the present moment. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, I think most people are. It's easy to to think about things that you did like, oh, why did I say that? Or, oh, what am I going to, I didn't get breakfast for tomorrow. What am I going to do? It's stupid stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what kind of benefits do you think people can gain from being mindful and being more in the, in the moment, in the present? Really an overall sense of like calmness and reduct, like, anxiety reduction less worry i there's so many i feel like it's so profound to be able to be in the moment and not because we can worry about things like our bills getting paid what if this happens that just happened but if you we were to tune into the present moment more than likely especially if you're watching this right now you're not in a direct sense of danger but our mind can trick us to think we are, you know, that we're <laughs> not fight or flight. So I really feel like there's so, and, and we know that stress causes so many complications in our health, you know, even affects our heart, you know, and tons of things are affected by stress. So I feel like being mindful can be such a difference in, in, in everything. Cause when we're really present in the moment, we can even say like, do I really need to eat that? Do I really need to drink that? Do I really need to say that? Like we have that, like, it's like almost a, it's a way to self-regulate and check as opposed to being impulsive or on automatic. So I really think that adding in mindfulness is always a win. Mm -hmm. I'm like in 100% agreement with that. I mindfulness or meditation in general is something that I brushed off, uh, I started doing it fairly regularly about uh, maybe like two or three months ago. But before that, I always heard about it and I always heard the benefits of it. But I think I had the vision of it that maybe a lot of other people do. And it's that, that sort of stereotypical sitting crisscross doing, um, and, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's what kind of entered my mind. And then seeing what it actually was, and, and knowing that it is not necessarily something you're going to get a, a, a quick fix with, but it's something that if you're consistent with it, and this is something that I noticed with myself, being that I have, I just naturally have a lot of stress. And doing that over the period of time, it's not, for me, it's not necessarily that my stress went down per se, it's that my response to stressful stimuli, the threshold was higher for me to actually get reactive to that. And I think that is just as, uh, just as important and as effective as just having lower all stress levels. Because even when, like we, when we do our networking events and I go and, I, and we do like our, our little commercials or 30 second thing, like I, my, my heart beats and I can feel my, my hands, but I just try to focus on, you know, not the, not what could happen or how I'm going to, you know, fall on my face. And next thing I know, I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. I, I just try to take a few 
breaths. And, and, you know, it seems silly. And, and I initially thought that too, but it, it works. And it's something that I think a it lot really of people does work. Yeah. I think more people should definitely. I do the same too with our introductions. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. I'm like, wow, your heart rate. I'm like talking to myself like your heart rate is so high right now. Your chest is beating so hard. I was like, this reaction is so interesting. Okay. Let me breathe. I'm in this moment. I'm not at the microphone yet, but wow, I'm like already at the microphone <laughs> or whatever, like, you know, for introductions. But to be able to like be aware that that's going on and not be like, okay, I can't do it, <laughs> you know, or just to be able to be okay too. I think that's um, huge with mindfulness and been a huge thing for me is being compassionate. Like even if you do get up there and you do fall on your face, it's okay. Like really, it's fine, <laughs> you know, and, and, and to have that attitude has for me has been a life changer. Like once mm-hmm. I started practicing that and implementing that, it like changed the way I was in relationship with myself and as a result, other people too. Right. So I think, yeah, you're, I think it's, it's huge. Yeah. And I know what you mean about like the meditating right. and the, yeah, but I, I'm sure a lot of people think of meditation like that. They're like, I can't meditate or I can't meditate. My mind won't stop thinking like, that's okay. Like, yeah, I know like a million things come in my mind too when I'm meditating and it's like, you just roll with it. It's fine. You know, you acknowledge it. And, and yeah, it's yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up one thing and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but one thing that really spoke to me uh, about your website, and this ties in a little bit, is you talked about, and uh, and I don't know, one of your pages, you talked about how um, how you kind of went through a personal transformation too, and that for a, a large portion of your life, you kind of woke up feeling kind of dull maybe some, some sadness for creeping or, or whatever. And I think a lot of people have that, but just aren't um, as open about it, which could be damaging. So um, what, can you kind of talk about that a little bit and maybe some, some steps you take to, to take yourself into the, to the right direction? Totally. And it's interesting you're bringing that up because like the last day I've, or today and yesterday I've been mentioning it a lot for some reason, cause I almost forgot about it because it's not so present now, but yeah, I, I, I was, I know why at some point I used to wake up and be, have that feeling of sadness and just like, Oh, you know, like I got to get up. I got to do this because I wasn't living. Like I wasn't honoring myself with my choices at all. So I, I, I got that. But for me, when I started doing all the work on myself and really, addressing those things. Like I still had that sadness when I woke up in the morning and I'm like, I don't even get why this is still here. Like I really like addressed so many things. I'm taking care of myself. And for me, I think what was huge, I really do think that made a difference was exercising regularly, like hands down. Like once I started exercising regularly, I really do think that like feel good hormone, neurotransmitter release, all that really has regulated my overall movement my mood and my feeling of well-being. So I think that's one thing. And another thing is, you know, cause it still does. Like there are times there was just a, like yesterday, I felt like that I had some, some nightmares and really felt anxious. And in the thoughts of like, oh, I can't get up. I, I might need, I need to cancel my client crap in. Right. And I'm like, Oh, but to know that I can work through these feelings. And then that's the thing with mindfulness. Like, yeah, I'm feeling anxious or yeah, I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling down and it's okay. I'm not trying to shove it away and being 
aware of it, but to, cause I knew even like, if I get up and get out, I'm fine. Like it, the feelings go away. And that's the way it was before too. Anytime like I, I talk to a person, it's like already I feel better. But sometimes when you're in that space, it's hard to move from that space. And so if I was to tell somebody who's in a, in a situation, like you're getting in bad moods or you're finding yourself like you don't even want to be around yourself or it's like really hard to get out of bed, keep getting out of bed. Keep doing what it takes to get up and get out of your mood. Whether it's going for a walk, it's getting up and pouring your cup of coffee, it's getting up, splashing water or telling yourself like out loud, like I can do this. I got this. I'm a good person. Whatever it is, like it sounds really silly. It sounds really corny. And some people are really uncomfortable doing it at the beginning, but it, it, it does work. It can take a while. And, it, and I think being patient with yourself and not giving up, obviously, like continuing to, to get up. And, and after a while, at least, you know, with my personal experience and people that I've worked with, doing those kind of things consistently, it does, it can really change your life, especially if you're doing all the other stuff to work on yourself. Right. (laughs) All the other stuff. Yeah. It's a journey and it takes time. And I think that that's so important for us to really always remember is like we, our life is short, of course, but we do have our life to continue to grow in this area. So to not be so like rigid, like I messed up, I have to get like this done now and uh, take some of that pressure off ourselves. Cause you will get it done if you're really intentional about it and taking the action. Oh, definitely. And that, that brings up a, a good point. Cause I have a lot of times where I'll wake up, I'm like, Oh crap, I have to work out again. And, but even if, um, it's a day where I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I just, I just get myself up, even if it's the, the, the hardest thing in, in the world. And I go, and even, even if it's the crappiest workout I've ever had for some reason, and it's probably like those endorphins that get, that get sent through, but it, I feel better afterwards, even if I half-ass it and, and go for it. Cause I know that it's better than me not doing, doing anything. Um, so I always yeah. tell people doing five, 10 minutes. Is, yeah. It's way better. Right. Like even <laughs> if it sucks, even if you've had a crappy workout, like it is still like, you're like, okay, I did it. I feel better. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what are some, uh, I kind of want to tie it back to, um, common reasons that, that people would see you. I want people to like understand that, uh, when, when they should see you. So what would you say? Like, common things people would would contact you for to to work with them i would say people who have not been exercising at all right because we all know that we're supposed to exercise but for the people who've not been exercising and they're ready because i think it could be it's scary right especially if you haven't done it or you've had a bad experience or you don't like it so i'm a good person for that because i like I am compassionate with people and I'm not going to kill you on your first session and I'm knowledgeable of the human body being a nurse. So those people and also people who want to like women specifically who want to have a better relationship with food and how they, how they feel about themselves and how they feel about food. Cause I feel like food is such a confusing topic (laughs) and there's a lot of information. And so people who want to not really diet, but want to, figure out a lifestyle of healthy eating. Those are people who I work with. 
Yeah, those okay. are like the two main people, you know, and then of course that with people with life coaching that come to me, there's been a variety of people, but those, those two th- things right there who are ready to feel good about themselves or been like diagnosed to, like I said, with a uh, hypertension or you want to get rid of your heartburn and you think, you know, you know, that some lifestyle changes will help that those people as well. Definitely. What do you think holds people back from pursuing? Like, let's say someone's been uh, pretty sedentary. They have, maybe they've been previously active, but they've kind of just let things go. What do you think kind of holds them back from, from, from getting back into it? I think time is a huge thing because mm. a lot of people pack their schedule so tight that they don't even have any time for self-care, which is a choice. <laughs> but, oh, and I also think being afraid that it's going to be unpleasant or that they're not going to enjoy it. Right. If we don't enjoy things, a lot of times we're not going to stick with them or even begin them. So like the perception of how it's going to be and, and maybe being afraid that, they're only going to do it for a little while. So why, why even, why start? Or people be like, I've tried that, I've this, haven't really been successful. So I think that can be another, another reason too. Mm-hmm. The time thing, I especially is a, a huge, at least from what I've heard from people, it's like, well, I don't have time to to dedicate an hour. You don't have to dedicate an hour to it. You don't need that much. If even if you can fit in like a 10 minute chunk somewhere. That's, that's really all you need, I think. <clears throat> but um, I'm curious. So for some of the people listening to this, maybe they're in that boat. Maybe they're in that boat where they, they want to, to get back in the shape, um, but maybe they just don't know how, or, or maybe they're afraid to. What's, what's like a real easy way just to kind of take that step into, into getting healthier. Oh, <laughs> I, know. I, think, I know there's so many things. There's so many I things. That's why it's not like, oh, there's so many things. <laughs> or you could list a couple. Like what okay. are some ways I think the first thing it? is making the commitment to get started and make it like, like work on it as a, as a lifestyle style, you know? So knowing that you just, I always tell people you lay in the foundation. So like you said, totally, like you said, if you start walking 10 minutes, a few days a week and you clean up one meal, like if somebody's like totally eating healthy, like pick one meal and, and start eating healthy, adding in more vegetables. Like that's a great place, fruits and vegetables. Cause mm-hmm. most of us are not eating nearly enough fruits and vegetables. Like that's a great place to start. Like in keeping it simple, because if you're trying to change like 50 things, you're trying to add in a brand new exercise routine, you're cutting out all sugar, you're going gluten free, and you know, all these things, then it's really hard to stick with that and it can get overwhelming. And I think that's also a reason people don't start. So pick in one thing and stick in with it. And until you feel like you've got that one thing or you feel really ready to implement something else, then add another thing in. Or get a coach. Or get a <laughs> coach. It does, it does help to have somebody. Yeah. Or get a uh, physical therapist. <laughs> or that. Easy, right? If they're in pain. <laughs> if they're in pain. You know what I right. mean? Or if they're. Have a professional. Get get support. You know, there's people who, 
can help, can really help you and, and, and be an advocate for yourself too. ask obviously questions and, and work with somebody who's a good fit for you, but get started. Baby steps count. <laughs> they really there we go. do. Like, uh, so I'm, I told you about before we started this, uh, I mentioned how I was in that, uh, physical therapy kind of, uh, entrepreneur group. And, and one of the big things that we always tell each other is that imperfect action is way better than perfect inaction. You don't need a perfect plan. Oh, I love that. You just need to do it. And that's something that I, I, I take with me in all aspects of life. And that's tough to do. But I think if, if you can get that in your head and just know that you don't have to be perfect at it. You don't have to research 50 different ways on, on how to get a better butt or how to lose weight. You know, you just have <laughs> to, you know, do it and try it. And if it doesn't work, then that's seek, seek some help, like you said, and get some guidance. And that, that's the road to success for, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> I think so. I think it's like doing something consistently over time and then evaluating along the way and modifying it towards progress. Definitely. Yeah. So before I ask my last question, where can people find you to, to learn more about what you do? Well, the easiest way would be to text me, but I don't know if I'm going to get <laughs> my phone number. Maybe your website, your social media stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on social media, you can find me under Faithful Fitness by Brittany. And then my website is faithfulfitnessbybrittany.com. And email would be faithfulfitness at outlook.com. Okay, gotcha. And last question. This one's kind of deep. What's okay, the impact well. <laughs> you want to have on the community of Florida with what you do? It's funny. I just wrote this earlier. And I'm like, is this, is this oh, wow. too big? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I told you I started working with that other coach in, in, in my why or my legacy and uh -huh. is helping women feel, or people in general, but I specifically, like I, I mostly work with women, helping women feel happy and healthy because when people feel happy and healthy, everybody, people win, you know, the people around them win when people are living in their greatness. So that's, well, I mean, that's the legacy I want to live is helping people feel happy and healthy so that the world's I feel like the world's a better place when people are happy and healthy. I couldn't agree more. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone, for those listening, check out Brittany Cano. She left her links. She is an awesome person to work with. Brittany, thank you so much for, for joining on the inaugural podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I, I know I know it's your interview and I, I feel like I talked so much, so I can't wait to ask you more questions and get to know you better so it's not just me talking so much oh it's <laughs> but i really appreciate you yeah. i appreciate you having me on and you're awesome and i love what you're doing and i know you have so many people for you to help what's your legacy that you want to live if you don't mind me asking oh god uh, the impact you want to have your impact on florida <laughs> i wasn't expecting <laughs> for that um it's tough for me because for, for my journey, I've gone through so many different transformations in what I want to do. And so I actually got asked 
recently what sort of my, my vision was with what I wanted to do. And I said something, but it wasn't even right. I just said something because uh, it was the first thing that came to my head, but it wasn't like correct at all. And that it's something that's so, I, I don't know why, but it's so difficult for me to, to come up with it in words. But I guess if I had at this point, and this is the thing with me is that it, it often changes a lot. But as of now, I would say that the impact that I want to have is that I want to empower people that are especially like in the, the 50 plus group that they don't have to give up the, the activities that they love. And that a lot of the times I can help or other physical therapists and health professionals can help them get back to doing the things that they want to do. The problem is that they just haven't found the right person yet. And they haven't found the right guide to take them that. So that my impact is really to help as many people as possible realize that they can take control of their life and they can do the whatever sport or activity makes them happy. And I guess that's pretty much how I would summarize it. <laughs> that's huge. That's awesome. There's five people watching that. They're like, you know what? I can do that again. Or, you know, there's so many things that people want to do and then sometimes throw in the towel. So I think that's an awesome vision and it's really inspiring and you're gonna, you have so many people that you're going to help well, I appreciate enjoy their that. lives. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to this episode of Florida Health Radio. You can follow our radio show on all major podcasting platforms. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Florida Health Radio. And if you like what you're listening to, you can like the Facebook page, Florida Health Radio. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.